podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Today I am joined by Joe Symes. Joe is a podcaster, writer and also the head of media for Bootle FC. First of all, mate, thanks for joining. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Nice one. Uh, thanks for having me on. So I want to start with a bit of a different subject than we talk about. So obviously our podcast is pretty much Liverpool and getting to know the guests and things like that. So you're autistic. Yeah. 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 Okay. So when when do you sort of, when was this diagnosed for you? So... It was actually a young, it was, I think it was about five when I got fully diagnosed with it. It was like early signs in school, really. I was quiet. I'd sort of sit in the corner with no one to talk to. I was very shy. And um, where like people start to the dawn of the future, my mum and my teacher at the time, when I was in reception, they knew straight away that something was up, whether it was like anxiety or whatever it was anyway. Um, so it did turn out to be the autism because then you speak to absolutely anyone it's nothing to do like anything to like learning difficulties it's just me plainly like being very shy and didn't used to talk didn't used to talk to anyone so she got a diagnosed quite early really um new signs straight away and come back within 12 months i was autistic and i was only five at the time to be honest so diagnosed at young so now obviously more, more down the line of people get diagnosed at like an older age but Oh, I was only I was only five to be honest. Talk to me about your your case of autism then, because I know that it's different on many levels for different people, really. So yeah, I think that's... the spectrums on it, but I'm not really sure what mine's more due to communication wise, like keep it like maintaining a bit of eye contact, like from sitting with someone for five minutes, I couldn't sit and look at them for five minutes, sort of thing, I sort of like zone out and look somewhere else. It's got better over the years, to be fair, but because like when I was younger, I wouldn't even make make eye contact. I just wouldn't speak to anyone really that really? I didn't know. I was quite closed over, and then I started to get a bit better at talking. And then it was then as soon as I was just talking, it was just the eye contact then, mm. like maintaining a level. And it it was due to down to if I got a bit worried, I wouldn't look at anyone and stuff like that. I'm still I'm still a bit like that myself now, like but it is it has got better, but. My sort of spectrum is just communication, really, and I'm glad with plenty of stuff that I've done over the years. Now it's it's brought brought me out Michelle a bit more, like, but still I still am in some cases quite awkward socially, like. Yeah, but look how far you've come, mate. You should be very oh, yeah. proud of yourself. <laughs> I know. Does it affect you on a daily basis, or is it a case of just when you have like a serious conversation? I think it there's some spectrums on it that does affect me sort of on a daily basis. Like in like in school when I'm doing like exams sort of thing, I have to have extra time, like twenty five minutes, sort of because my head can just I can just zone out. So that's not really like something I can help it on occasions. I can, I just sort of zone out when I don't really mean to, and obviously I'm mi- I'll miss key parts of like subjects or key parts of me exams and sort of thing and they got them put into place because to be honest i don't I wouldn't like to brag about it much but i am actually i'm a bright lad like so 
like my grades are quite high and sort of things. So if it, it's sort of something like that, with me not having the time to finish something off, that could bring down my grade massively. It's not really an accurate representation. So yeah. on, on, a, on a level, it does affect me on a daily basis. And when I'm speaking to like members of staff sort of thing, I'm like sort of mumble because mm-hmm. like, I still get a bit shy. I, I I still do like even when I do a podcast and stuff like that. I'm still still get that shy, like speaking to, speaking to people. Where like if people if I do something like I go back to an event I done a while ago when I interviewed Paddy the Baddy, and people said it was like no, it was normal to have nerves. Yeah, but I was always like a step or two uh, more nervous sort of things. It's like. If I go wrong, uh, sort of what what's gonna happen? Like I always feel, always feel in the worst sort of thing. On a, yeah, on a, to a level, it does affect me on a daily basis, but more so now, it, it probably does just come on occasions, really. Like I said before, mate, you should be proud of yourself on how far you've come because, yeah. I mean, a lot of kids with autism would never do something like this, and considering where you was and how far you've come. It's it sends out a good message for kids, yeah. The next generation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So thanks for sharing that, Mather. I know it's a bit difficult to talk about, but I, I do want people to be able to oh, understand yeah. this as well. Yeah, yeah. So you're the head of media at Bootle. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been? How long have you been involved with Bootle, and how did that come about? So it it goes back to my dad when I used to go and watch them when I was like a bit younger because my dad is like is good mates with. So the Dorans who own pretty much own Bootle, even on Bootle for years, before like Langton Dock and, and obviously before the when it became Bootle, uh, my dad's always be and my dad and all that side of my dad's side of the family have always been good mates with the Dorans, um and it used to and it come down to when he it comes down to when he was a kid, um he used to he used to follow a dock team called the A One and against Lang- Langton Dock he always used to sort of meet sort of thing. And it's where he became mates with, with uh, John Dorn, who's probably one of my dad's best mates, to be honest. He used to start going brutal games, like having a pint with his mates, and he used to take me along. And this was obviously when I was probably about five or six, seven even. So it's just still when I was quite, quite quiet, to be honest. Um, And then 2018, I was playing for the Brutal Box Inclusion. That's when I started to become more, and that's when I used to properly go on a date uh, like a weekly basis, really, because Brutal Box Inclusion, Brutal FC have a very strong affiliation sort of thing, so it's kind of conjoined, and that is where I started to go on a weekly basis, and then obviously my podcast started sort of thing, and um, it came at the end of a podcast I done with a, a former Brutal goalkeeper called Jack McGovern. And he asked me, did I want to be part of the media team from March 2021? So obviously that was happening. And he, yeah. I think what I'll be in the goalkeeper, he was like a head of media operations. Um, so that's when he asked me to be part of the media team. I was like, well, can't really turn that down, can you? And that's when it was home and away properly then. Um, I got my first match report was... Um, 9th of October 2021 when Bootle played Trafford away and then my first interview came a week later and that's when I started to be like this is this is me this this is what I want to do that, that, then it was just like like a little reporter sort of thing like a little gig sort of see see how it goes and then got the official title then as um, head of media uh, got him 
thing you think you want a match day and um like do the twitter uh, whenever a goal goes in or the updates i write all that sort of stuff um sometimes i miss quite a lot because i'm a fan i'm behind the goal so i'm still jumping around with my mate sort of thing but you know that's the part about it being a fan but it's also annoying as well when you're writing something down and say for example something else happens and you miss it and you're like oh you'd happen to ask someone else what yeah. has happened when that's meant to be your job to see it but you're missing <laughs> something else um so that's when i sort of became involved in it and then it's sort of grown over time to a point where i've had other football clubs that have contacted me about another thing who's contacted me about doing work for other clubs sort of thing so it's sort of got me two opportunities uh, that I never thought I would be part of to be honest um, so yeah I became involved in it watching my dad and then I was over ground to be the head of media and now being involved with different organisations writing for different football clubs to be honest so what do you want out of the role in the future? So depending on what club or what field do you want to do, what do you I want to do, do? I want to do sports journalism. That is that is what I want to do, you know. I'm always, if I'm like I'm in my spare time, I always like have a little read of like match reports and other people's doing work, you know. I've got mates, uh, you know, writing for like other football clubs like York City and Wrexham and stuff like that. So I've always sort of idolised them and looked at them because they are probably about to go into full-time roles. Um, and then I've got, you know, people affili- that I know affiliated with the Liverpool Echo. And then it, it was as soon as I started writing that. It was to... I was still a bit mixed with what, what I wanted to do then, whether it, whether it was journalism or it was like, like a sort of media role, like a... sort of like that. Because I had actually... I've had in the past, I've done other things and like YouTube channels and like graphic design and you know it is it isn't my thing but i do feel like now we're doing it at bootle and you know tramier examples of the other club i'm part of the media there you now um it sort of got me to like a whole new level it's it has sort of brought out really what i want to do in the future so it, it is going to be have to be sports journalism to be honest it's what i what i want really what i want to do to be honest sort of got me head down and focused in on that now I seen you. Um, obviously, I seen it all blow up on social media when um, the Carragher situation came about, and he's like, "Get me on the podcast." I recorded yeah. yeah. Not only from a Liverpool side of things, but obviously, he goes to a bootle a lot, doesn't he? So, yeah, he has a bootle a lot. To be honest, yeah. How did this even come about for anyone that doesn't know the story? <laughs> so with Carragher, it's another situation. He's a my, his dad is my dad's best mate. He always used to play cricket together. So my dad's always grew up watching Jamie, really. And then, obviously, I've seen him at Bootle before, and he, he, he didn't know who I was, really. Like I, I've got about, probably, before I met him, I had about three or four pictures with him when he was at Bootle. Um, I think one of the first times I met him, it was his brother, uh, John. It was his, Marseille and Aria's running club. They had a big mm. gazebo in the back. It was like a party. And he was there, and that's when I got a picture with him. And my dad was telling him about like me, me, media at Bootle, but I, I just, he probably doesn't remember. He knows a lot of people, sort of thing. Yeah. And then it come off the back of that the Andy Robertson thing, and I was scrolling through, and my me, me phone wouldn't stop. Like, and I looked, and one of the retweets was Carragher. I think he said brilliant, so I love it. And I was like, wow. So I thought I'd leave a comment saying like. 
thank you, like, you're going to come on or something. Didn't expect a reply five minutes later, when are you going to get me on and stuff like this? And yeah, and I was like, okay, it's, this is, this is, this is, okay, it's, it's gone a bit mad here now, you know. And then, sorted out the date, done it at Bootle Football Club. And then, yeah, sort of, he's always been very supportive. He's always everything I've done, really. He's sort of shared it all over his, all over his Twitter and stuff like that for us. So he's always been a big help, but it's come, it's come about, it come about in a mad way, really, because I, I did expect him to see it. Like, I knew he would see it eventually, like, but you don't sort of expect, like, one of your childhood heroes to comment that. It's, it's just crazy, isn't it, really? It's just mad. Yeah. So I've always said, I said on that podcast, I want, I want Carragher, Steven Gerrard on it. And I didn't know if, if the, the aim was a bit unrealistic or sort of thing. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. So there, there's one down. So we'll uh, try and get the uh, the R number eight on. Stevie next. Stevie next. We'll see. We'll see. Eh? <laughs> so speaking of Liverpool then, I seen you sat down with Robbo and Jones, Curtis Jones. Um, yeah, that was for I, I don't know how you pronounce it. it was a joy or Joe, whatever. Uh, joy baby, I think that's what it was. Joy yeah. baby. The gift from them was podcasting equipment. So did you invest well? I did invest well, um, and it was Seth and Council helped me out. To be honest, so okay. I've got yeah, I've got a fair few mics. Got a little headset. Two, I've got about two or three microphones. So it's what it was. I don't think they could find anything that was in it, like their sort of budget. So they gave me free range, really. They gave, they gave me £200 worth of a, worth of a or the gift card off them um, for Amazon. So I sort of... Obviously, we ain't going to go and buy like a £50 mic because then that's a quarter of the budget already gone just on one thing. So thought I'd look at like cheaper alternatives with like the full equipment in. And then it's when I record... I recorded with, with Carragher and... When I re- looked back and heard back on it, the audio was top top notch, really. Yeah. So it's a bit like okay, so I've sort of got myself a a bit of a bit of good good equipment, and I still have un- still had hundred quid left over from it. So I was like, um, look into the, the furniture for me, Malik. He was mentioned stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, the, the yeah, I did I did spend it well to be honest. I've still got a bit of the money left, like. So, I was uh, how was it speaking to Robbo and Jones then? It, it was mad, you know. It, that's that's your that's the people that you watch and support every week, and they're speaking to you. Sort mm-hmm. of thing, you know. You're you've been cheering them on in football grounds on the telly and whatever, and, and now, you know, with millions of followers, they're sitting there speaking to just a normal fifteen-year-old scouse kid doing a podcast. You just you just, you just think to yourself, is this really happening? Is it, is it really, really happening right now? And it was. And I, to be honest, they, be, they made it so easy for me. They were just proper boss lads, to be honest. Like, do you sort of get a stereotype of footballers if they, like, they come across a bit arrogant because they got a big follow and stuff like that? But they weren't like that at all. They were sound fellas, you know what I mean? Like, normal, normal people. They made it that easy for you, to be honest. But, you know... I did expect Robbo to be a bit of a lunatic, and I mean, Angie was, wasn't he? To be honest, he was a bit off his head, like, but you know, that's, that's his personality. But you know, they did, they did both make it dead easy for me. Yeah, it was, it was surreal to be honest. Like, I'm still, still to this day, I, I, what is it now? Over a year down the line, still surreal to be honest. Let's talk a little bit about Liverpool then. Five minutes on this. 
What's your earliest memory? My first memory was the wasn't a good one. It was the 2010-11 season. I think it was Roy Hodgson's the Roy Hodgson era. So it's not a good one to come into really. <laughs> Honest to God, you know what I mean? Like you know, let's let's not take a piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you are. I, I, because I played football in the kicking around in the streets. Sort of thing. I thought I'd watch it. I won't talk about too much about the streets because I'll end up getting angry about so about such so certain person in my streets like grass. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so then I did. I started, I didn't really go to the game until I can't even remember. I mean, my first game was Liverpool versus Reading, two thousand twelve thirteen season. But that my first memory was two thousand and ten eleven, and I think the first game I ever first game I watched was. When we got we got B three one away at Blackburn, and Ugh. Jason Roberts absolutely tortured us, like just this big gangly striker, and you know this team ain't good either. I remember Christian Poulsen. It's like oh my god, but you know that was my earliest memory of it was 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 that Blackburn game when Jason Roberts tears our tears our defence, cut us to shreds. So we weren't we weren't a fan memory to. To be honest, but my dad, my dad kept me in check. So I was like, "Am I really gonna have to watch this? Am I really watching this?" But my dad <laughs> kept me in check, you know. And luckily, it's got better, better down the line. Won a couple of trophies with, you know, best manager, uh, probably well, the best manager of my lifetime, probably will be for a while. To be honest, but yeah, not good first memories, like. Yeah, but the good thing is you've got the memories now. So when you take the bad memories and you see what we're doing now. You can sort of even it out, can't you? Because obviously, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this season's been difficult to watch at times, but it has just been. Just when people no, when people are comparing it to the Royal Chinera, mate. No, <laughs> you thought I think is it, is it going too far, or does the people actually think it's that bad? It's never going to be that bad, mate. Ever? No, I don't. No, I won't think so either. No. What have you made of this season then, and where do you think we can improve? This it's 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 been. I thought after the thirty games, you know, we drew with Palace, drew with Fulham, and we got beat by United. I thought, and probably like most, it was gonna be it was just like a slow start to the season. Yeah. And then we 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 gonna beat Bournemouth by nine goals to nil, and you're like, okay, this is well, back sort of normalities struck again. And it just it just never got better, did it? Really? No. Just it got worse. You know, losing. Virgil van Dijk losing his Anfield sort of run and then you know, getting knocked out of cups early being in like a, we were like, I think we were 10th or 11th at one point because yeah. of how, how bad we were it's not it's just it's it, 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 it's given me 2020-21 vibes in that Covid season like we still had a reasonable squad out because obviously you know we had injuries then and we have injuries now but we still had a squad where I think we could have competed, but we just we just haven't, have we? It's no. like I still think we're in overload after the the intensity of last season. Like last season was intense, and I still yeah. think that some players. I think I know even Van Dijk's come out and said recently that he's played that much. It's he's not really recovered from that injury, and you know playing games like I'm playing how many how many games have we played last season? Sixty. And he's just come back from one of the longest injuries, one of the longest and the hardest to recover from. It's not easy, is it? So you've just sort of got them players, you know, 
faddling about with like the defence, you know, Gomez has got injured when he's come in, Matip and Kanate, but you sort of find them, Kanate and Van Dijk are the, the best two pairing, really. You sort of got the strength slander again, sort of thing, you know, he's not having a bit of his, he's not on his best run of form. No one's on the best run of form, and then you got, you get to the last few weeks, and then you obviously got the, the Manchester United game, where you've gone on that high, and then you go and lose to, to Bournemouth a week later, to be honest. Where do you think we need to improve? You know what? If the only really thing you can think of is the midfield, is that stands out, doesn't it? Because you've got age. Everyone's aging really. There's a lot of injuries. You know, with targets that we've had, maybe realistic or not unrealistic. You know, Bellingham or we do. We do really need to get someone in that centre of the park. You know, inject some impetus, some urgency into the game because it's sort of where you've got. Where, where you're causing your problems from because you can't fault the goalkeeper this season. Allison's been unbelievable. The forward line starting to yell, yell together as it seems. Now, you know, the defence, maybe have had an extra centre-back to cover if obviously needs to be because Kanate is... I mean, as probably that Kanate, Gomez and Matip have both proved to be very injury-prone. But then that midfield, I don't really see anybody in that midfield at the minute that is really proper looking up to me and like they stand out, you know. Yeah. Henderson is a big game player. I've always said Henderson's we need Henderson for the big games because he always gives you something, you know. James James Milner, you know, I think it is a bit past his time now, but you know, what a professional. You know, Nabi Keita, you know, it's it's just very frustrating, isn't he, really? Thiago, you know, unbelievable passer of the ball. But he's very injury prone, and I do also think he slows the game down a bit, a bit too much sometimes. Fabinho, you know, unbelievable saving, but his his games dipped a little bit this season. So I do think someone in that engine room it could actually push us up to a new level. You know, you know, Bellingham. I don't think he'll come if we don't get top four, which that is that's a very big possibility that we won't. Yeah. You know, because how inconsistent we are. So you've got to look at other options, but. That, that that is where really where we need to improve the midfield, or we could brush up with maybe a, a an extra centre half because I do think the goalkeeper is undroppable, and the forward line starting to gel. So when so when they're far on form and you know we've got we've got some cover, we've got world class players in every single position, which we're, as a club Liverpool, the size of Liverpool, we should have. Yeah, I think yeah. we sound them, but. You know, let's just think what we need to do now is just get this season over and done with. Just play the rest of the games, you know, as we was one who get try and get fourth. Even if we just get fourth and just get Champions League, just let's just get that comfortability, get get the fourth place, and then we'll move on to next season. See what next season brings. But a lot, and I mean a lot, needs to change next season. A lot. I game it, and hopefully, Jurgen gets the budget in the summer. Otherwise, we're not going to be no better off, are we? No, we we need we need to back him massively because he he will seem like the only one that, that will turn it around at Liverpool. To be honest, we are now going to do a quick fire round with our guests. This could be very controversial. Okay, so each episode I finish with a quick fire round. Just a few questions, just yeah, a bit cool. of a laugh. To be honest with you, mate. Okay, so ready when you are. Beautiful or Liverpool? Liverpool. Neil Prince or Jürgen Klopp? Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen <laughs> Klopp. <laughs> Berry Street or Anfield? Anfield. 
Copies it. Trenton Park or Belly Street? Belly Street. Nice. Writing or podcasting? Writing. But I do love the podcasting, but the writing is tough off recently, to be fair. Jamie Carragher or Virgil Van Dyke? <laughs> oh, I can't go against Carragher, I can't go against them. Good lad. I knew you'd say that. I can't uh, go against them. If you could be anyone, who would it be? Wow. That's that's some question that, you know. Yo, I'll give I'll give us a I'll give Paul Gor Gorst a little shout on the echo. Boss writer, to be fair. Love to be him. Is that what you wanna do? So that's you wanna follow him? Yeah, to be honest. Good. Him, you know, James Pierce, Neil Jones, sort of follow them. Or, you know, Stephen Gerrard from kicking the ball at five years old into a plastic goal on the street in school. That, you know what? You could it could be anyone, but I'll give Paul Gorst a little shout out. Okay, and I seen Rob Owen Jones talks about the chippy, so your favourite meal of the chippy? I said satay. I'll be honest, I did say satay out of sort of like first thing that comes to me head. So I'm playing, you know, salt and pepper chicken chips, Oof. little sides of like curry sauce or something that I'm very plain. To be fair. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like these big vibrant like, you know, humours or whatever. It's just keep it keep it normal, keep it plain, keep it simple. There's no need to go big really, I don't think anyway. Good lad. All right, well, that's the end of the pod, so let's call it a pod there, Joe. Um nice one. Nice one for coming on, mate. I appreciate it and I appreciate your honesty at the beginning as well. I'd just like to wish you all the luck with your journalism, mate, and you know, yeah. good luck with the future and hopefully catch you up soon. Yeah, definitely. Nice one. Thank you very much for being boss. I'd have laughed, to be fair. Cheers, mate. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast. And thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod. And on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod. 